This is Dale Tempest, and you're listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello, yes, Metro's on fire. Shepherds Bush is terrified as we annihilated our West London rivals QPR once again at Craven Cottage to bounce back from defeat after the international break in the best possible way. After a dominant first-half performance, we made it difficult for ourselves by letting Rangers back into the game. Our superiority showed in the end, and we climbed back up to third in the table for our efforts. Morgs and Matt Dommel with me to go back over the game and look forward to Wednesday night's match with Cardiff City. Queen's Park Rangers, it's happened again. My name is Matt Boisclair, and this is your Fulham Focus Podcast. Fulham. All right, lads. Well, firstly, let's get your post-match thoughts. I'll come to you, Matt Dom, first, because uh, Morg's voice sounds like it's on its way out. So we're going to have to use him sparingly, I think. Well, I, I, for one, absolutely loved every minute of it. Um, I mean, what can you say? that? Looking back, that was a really vital game to win, really, wasn't it? I mean, you got your, you got your, 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 a derby match straight after that shocker. Uh, before the international break um, and what looked like a pretty difficult, uh, bad patch of form. But, um, you know, we, we we bounced back and we were we were as, as good as we've been all season. Um, just blew them away. Uh, apart from that, you know, that, that tiny spell of where they were on top of the game and they scored. But other than that, you, you, there's no question about the result. It was absolutely deserved. Um, and and we, we were absolutely superb from, from back to front. Go on then, Morgs. Let's see if you can speak. Well, oh yeah, sort of. Um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, you know, as soon as that first goal went in, and obviously it was great to get the early goal, and could have probably done with getting another one before uh, half time, uh, especially after what happened at Coventry. And so, I think the fact that they came out and conceded fairly soon after I think we thought the worst but then we just kicked up another gear and some of the you know some of the play was just uh, for one of a better word exquisite and you know I think there's a lot of players who came out of that um, regained a lot of credit that they probably lost after the Coventry game and uh, we also saw exactly why uh, Seri should not have been rested dropped or mm. whatever it was for that game because he was absolutely spectacular yesterday and just overall, I think it was uh, it was just brilliant. You know, it's always great to win uh, matches anyway. It's even better to beat QPR, and uh, especially when you thump them. So that's just maybe maybe I've just lost my voice because I'm too happy. <laughs> well, you and I had a couple of beers before the game, and as as we kind of bid each other farewell bef- before the game, we were like, "Come on, let's let, let's go and smash them." And after that first half performance, I thought. Yeah, there's, this isn't even close. You know, there's just men against boys, isn't it? And then in the second half, just messaged you after we conceded, like, for fuck's sake, here we go again, especially after Coventry again. You know, all right, we weren't great in the first half against Coventry. We were pretty good against QPR in the first half. But it it, it did almost feel like it was going to be another one of those games, didn't it, where, you know, we, we just haven't taken our chances and we could be right up against it. But thankfully... Thankfully, we uh, we pulled through and just really took them to pieces in the second half. 
Um, let, let's talk about the the lineup then. There were some significant changes to to the lineup. Both Tosin and Seri returned to the start at eleven. Joe Bryan was back at left back. Even Caballero came in for Bobby Reed, and perhaps most significantly, Dom Marek Rodak's back in goal. Yeah, I mean we've been calling for it. Um, it's a funny one because Gazaniga kind of you can't really say he's made glaring errors that led to goals, but he's definitely made errors. And I think he's got away with a few of them. Coventry, he was he was absolutely shocking. Uh, and it really did feel like it was time um, to, to give Rodak a go. I mean, Marco Silva said at the start of the season, he doesn't have a number one. Um, it did look for a while like uh, maybe he was lying or maybe he thought Casaniga was, was the number one. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marek didn't really have a great deal to do. You can't blame him for the goal, I don't think. But felt more comfortable with him there. Uh, it looked like the defence to me looked more comfortable. Maybe that was just wishful thinking, um, but yeah, it's good to have him back. And I think I think he's our, our, the, the better of the two keepers. And if he if he plays the next you know eleven twelve games or whatever, um, I think we'll I think he'll probably play the rest of the season. Um, the rest of the lineup, I mean, yeah, as, as Morg said, Seri uh, he showed exactly why you you, you can't really leave him out. Um, not only is he really important in that. When we've been playing out from the back, he's got really, really quick feet, um, and he, he can he can beat the press really well and get get us going. But his passing in the in the final third as well was just absolutely magnificent, um, and and yeah, he was he, he controlled things. Um, the only question mark I had in the starting lineup really was that Cavalera was there <laughs> instead of Bobby <laughs> Reed. But mm. but given given Bobby Reed, I think he played on Thursday. Um, international duty so it made perfect sense not not to start him um, and you know as it, as it proved he made an impact from the bench so yeah no 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 qualms about that starting lineup at all well in the preview i wrote that i thought um Gazaniga would get one last go but if he messed up he'd be uh, out for cardiff uh, but obviously um silver pulled the trigger uh, early and I thought that um, we might actually see uh, Kina come in at number 10 with uh, Wilson and Cabano and he wasn't even in the squad so I mean that shows how much <laughs> I know about the whole thing really so <laughs> you um, many. but no I think I think the only, yeah the only call I have was Cavalier in the lineup and he only lasted half an hour anyway so it's not really that bad um, but I think yeah Brian definitely earned his place in there or maybe Robinson lost his place and that all you know changed as well through the game. I think it was just the Coventry game, I think might have just be, you know, obviously Blackpool we lost, but Coventry we collapsed. And hopefully that's just a bit of an anomaly through the season because we clearly were back on form yesterday and they were playing with a spring in their step. And there was, they just seemed to be, uh, you know, the feel good factor sort of was back in the team, which let's just call it an off day at Coventry because, you know, it nothing went right that day and whether it was the weather playing a part I mean you can't blame the weather playing in an English league but you know you kind of it was all over the place this time it was a beautiful summer's day down by the river and uh, yeah everything just clicked so let's let's go with that let's go with that for sure yeah it's it's a shame for Joe Bryan isn't it and obviously he went off injured but you say that maybe it's just that Robinson lost his place but the last couple of times when Joe Bryan's been available, i.e. Uh, the, the, 
Swansea game, I think he started, didn't he? That midweek game, came off injured in that one. And then this one, the last couple of times he's been available, he's been picked. So I, I don't know whether whether that's a sign or not, but it's, it's, it's such a shame that he, he just keeps on getting injured when he's given his chance because he's obviously a fan's favourite after, well, after he, he played the whole season at left-back last time round at this level and then the, the Brentford goals as well. And um, and he's just he's just a very popular character. So hopefully um, the injury that he sustained when he smashed into the post isn't anything too serious, and, and he can be back soon. But anyway, we'll, I, we'll don't know, I don't know. I don't know what he hit. I don't know what he actually hit. Was it his leg or was it? His... It looked like his knee. Yeah, I think he nice. he tried to sort of he got a touch on the ball, didn't he? It looked like he sort of his knee went into the post as he slid into it. Um, it, it, hopefully not too bad as you say but I, I was just kind of I think that Robinson and Brian you've got as, as touch and go as Robinson has been I mean he's he's had some bad games but you think about it they've got we've got two quality players in that position and you look around really most of the rest of the team Rodak, Kazaniga, um we've got <laughs> right back maybe not because um, Tese is obviously injured at the moment but um even on the wings, we've got we've got two really good options pretty much in every position. You know, Keener wasn't in the squad. Um, Tom Kearney was in the squad. Uh, finally, um, we've we've got we've got such a good team that we we can actually bring in players like Brian who can who can come straight in and, and be, you know, better than than what the opposition have got. Um, this this is what sets really, us apart from from a lot so. of the other teams in this in, in this league as well. And we talked about it before about our strength in depth, but now we're starting to see players go off. You know, Caviero goes off. All right, we'll bring on Bobby Reed then. Joe Bryan mm. goes off. We'll bring on Anthony Robinson. There's not many teams who could do who could do that at this level, and that's why we'll be there or thereabouts. Mm. And I, I still fancy us to win the league. I, I really do. I, I know we've had a couple of crap results recently. But I just hope that Marco Silva and the players just learn their lessons from from the mistakes that they've made, and that we kick on from here. It's it's a big week for us. We're we're going to preview the Cardiff game um, later on in the show, and then we'll we'll talk about the Forest game later on in the week as well. But the, these three games, QPR, Cardiff, and, and Forest, it's it's such a big week, isn't it? After the the defeat to Coventry, um, and if we're still in the mix at the end of it, then then as we should be as well, then, you know, the, the world's our oyster, I think. And we were talking in the team chat last night after a few beers, weren't we, about uh, the fact that Bournemouth are still unbeaten and still top of the league. And Scott Parker, he is actually a good manager. And that that's that's a, a debate that will rumble on and on and on. But they're, they're still the only undefeated team in the division at the moment, aren't they, Bournemouth? Um, and we've got them in just over a month. So that would be a big game as well. You've got to feel that that, that record's going to come as uh, go go at some point i mean of course it will of course it you will. know i remember sort of you know back in the uh, tagana uh, season you know we won our first 11 games then yeah. we lost at home yeah and you know it's it will just it will happen at some point and then whether that starts something you know an implosion uh, who knows but you yeah. know yeah we, we shall see and west brom rumble on as well and we've got them coming up in a couple of weeks time as well so yeah it's uh it's a strong division and I like the competition, but, you know, we, we've got to keep on putting in performances like we did against QPR. Let, let's let's talk about that game anyway. So it was a strong first half performance from us, which was must needed after the last result. And we should really have been out of sight by the break. As it was, the only goal separating the sides at half time was an absolutely brilliant strike from Mitro, wasn't it, Dom? Talk me through it. 
just brilliant. I mean, that that sort of goal is a, a centre forward saying, "I'm the best in the league." Yeah. He's, I mean, Adoy's going to get an assist for that, and um, it, you know, it, it was a cross, a reasonable cross in that it went to his it went to his man, but it was sort of curling away from him. Mitro was about you know 10, 12 yards out when he chested it down. It, it that's all Mitro. That really is. I mean, I don't I don't see any other striker in this league bringing that down and then putting it into the bottom corner with 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 his with one shot. Just just brilliant. I mean, I, I was expecting him to maybe take another touch or lay it off, or I wasn't expecting him to shoot from that position at all. And then he did, and he beat the keeper, and he got the bottom corner, the near post bottom corner as well. Not not he didn't even go across goal. Just, just, just magnificent, and that's. I would say that's the sort of thing he's capable of. It, it's not the sort of goal he normally scores. It wasn't like you know a first time finish. Um, he's just he's bullied um, that defender who I can't remember his name, but he, he's you know see, seen to be. People seem to think he's one of the best defenders in the league. Rob <laughs> Dickey, he certainly think, didn't it? look it. Rob Dickey, yeah, who's supposedly. Surpri- I'm surprised you didn't remember his name, mate. they've conceded a lot of goals uh and he's been part of that so i don't know where they're getting that from but he certainly was was no match for mitro was he um and that that goal just i want to mention as well seri's pass Uh, i mean obviously adoy gets the assist cabano was involved but that pass over the top to cabano in the first time and the first place was just the vision on that was superb and we've gone from having the ball in our own half to suddenly we've got an attack going and that's that's what we've been really good at this season i think that's where we've really stepped up under under silver um it's going to be the best pass you'd see your game turns out it wasn't we'll go on that that, that later <laughs> but uh, just just a really good goal all round yeah Morks, how firstly how can you leave seri out when he's doing that sort of thing secondly it was it was just a speculative cross from a door, wasn't it? It wasn't pinpoint by any stretch of the imagination. Mitrovic had it all to do. And thirdly, what a finish! Yeah, it's the ball, uh, yeah, the ball by Seri. I mean, he he knows that Cabana's going to chase that. I mean, that's one of the Cabana's things. Is he uh, you know the never give up attitude of him? Um, got it. And you know, yeah, it wasn't it was a bit speculative by a but I mean, he knew who he was passing it to. Uh, I think he just trusted his ability to, uh, you know, control it and maybe do what you would, you know, do whatever with it. Just turns out you only need one uh, one touch to smash it in the bottom corner. It's it's one of those. Yeah, we've said this a few times uh, this season already, but it's one of those goals that he wouldn't have scored last season because that is a sign of a striker who is loving at the moment. He will if he continues to play like that. It's going to be a brilliant season for him and hopefully for us. So, yeah, it was as goals go in the first 10 minutes. I mean, that's, you know, you don't get much better than that uh, to start off the game. And so, yeah, hopefully plenty more of those coming. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it looked like we were going to be made to pay for missing chances right after the break when Lyndon Dykes on as a second half substitute equalised for QPR. I felt at the time, and I said at the time to the guy sitting next to me, that just that was a really good goal. They split our defence open, bloke rounded uh, Marit Rodak and and buried it. Was there anyone to blame? I I reckon I reckon eighty percent good goal. Um, I would question. I mean, the Doys had a shocker of a pass; he's given it straight to them. But even from that point, 
there's still a lot of work for them to do. Um, Seri's kind of tracked back. It hasn't really, hasn't really got there, but it's not really his job to do that. Maybe he could have, he could have brought uh, Willock down. Um, but, you know, other than that, brilliant pass, perfectly timed run, great first touch, and then, the, you know, really good finish to go with it. I think, I think more, it's more a good goal than it is anyone's fault. I'll go with that. I think it'd be it'll be hard on anyone apart from yeah, as you say, Adoy's pass. I think was it Adoy that put the pass straight to them in the middle of the park? I think that was that was a dreadful ball. That was a lazy yeah, it was uh, yeah, um, a lazy yeah. one. But even then, you kind of don't expect to be doing much with it when you're sort of got you know that many men behind the ball. So it was just it was a good goal. It was a good finish by Dykes, um, who. I think if you ask QPR fans, they think he's great. If you ask Scottish fans, they think he's shite. So it's, um, <laughs> you know, he's one of those players that has, a, has it both in his locker. Um, but he, uh, yeah, it was a good finish. And obviously, Brian was chasing back to try and get it and um, clattered himself. So and it was, uh, yeah, unfortunate all round, really. Exactly. I, I, yeah. As you remember as well in the in the team chat, when he came on at halftime, J-Mac had one of his classic, uh, classic panics about um, he's going to change the game. And uh, and I, I quite rightly said, you know, don't worry, he's shit. And then seven yeah. minutes later, <laughs> he gets the goal. But you know, luckily, it didn't turn out to be to do us any harm. I tell you what, way. didn't we have this conversation last week? Yeah. And I sort of said, yeah, don't say that he's going to score. I said, no, yeah. don't believe in that. Now you believe in it. <laughs> I still, I, I still don't believe in it. <laughs> Maybe if he'd got it's two, and we'd lost two one. But, it's always know. the way. It's, as soon yeah, as you yeah. start slagging somebody off, then you know they're they're probably going to come up and, and haunt you. So anyway, the the equaliser didn't last for too long. We took the lead very soon after, um, just ten minutes later actually or so, and then Mitro gave us the lead again. Another cracking header, Morgs. Yeah, and that was a proper sort of like crane your neck and uh, get it in. I mean, it was just it was perfect. So obviously, you know. Any shot that comes off the post and goes in is always uh, the best type of goal. Um, mm. And uh, it was the perfect uh, reaction to going, you know, so, uh, conceding the goal. Yeah. Because obviously you fear the worst, having seen us capitulate last time. Um, and obviously that just wasn't on their, uh, on their mind. You know, they had the crowd behind them. It was a good atmosphere. And I think they just, uh, you know, they're like, we're not losing this. Oh, we're not, you know, we're not uh, doing anything but winning this. Bit of a blip, and then uh, back to uh, back to scoring cracking goals. So again, it went in for yeah. It's uh, just you know a proper proper striker's header on that one. So we'll, um, yeah. Well, the game was put to bed four minutes later as well when Bobby Reed finished emphatically from that threaded through ball from uh, Jean Michel Seri, and. That's exactly the reason, again, why you don't need Seri out the side. But if I was a QPR fan, I'd be really disappointed in the defending. First of all, the, I, don't, I, I was going to look this up and I couldn't be bothered who the two QPR <laughs> defenders were. Um, but one of them could have slid in and blocked the, blocked the through ball and just didn't bother. And then secondly, the positioning of the, of the other QPR defender between Bobby Reed and the goal just didn't bother getting in the way of it. It was a cracking finish from Bobby Reed. Don't get me wrong. Great through ball, great finish. But if I was a QPR fan, as I said, I'd really be looking at the defending. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched it about 10 times, maybe more. 
by this point. Um, and I, I'm looking at it and I'm still expecting one of their defenders to get a touch on it. But yeah, I, I think you won't you won't see a better weighted through ball than that all season. I'd be surprised if you did because it's gone through three of their players, but just just with enough you know enough curl on it and enough of an angle that they can't get there. And what's more, it's gone exactly where Bobby Reed wants it. He doesn't have to take a touch. All he has to do is is put it in the bottom corner. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's it's a good finish, and you could. It's not a guaranteed goal from there by any means, but it's weighted so perfectly that he's just he just gets on behind it and and tucks it in the corner. Um, that pass was just, I mean, just magic. Just, what what a player he's. <laughs> it's almost like having a cheap player at this level. Um, Mitrovic obviously is clearly the best striker in the league, and he'll. At this rate, it's more than thirty goals, which would be, which would be amazing. But um, but having Seri in the middle there, he's a Premier League player playing in the Championship, and it's it's so good that we're finally seeing, admittedly in a, in a in a league below, but uh, he he could still do a job in the Premier League. I'm sure about that. The way he's playing, he's just he looks so calm on the ball, and in fact, he's he reminds me a lot of um, Diara. From when we had him, he's got that kind of. Um, you can see his brain working. You can see he's looking around. He's always thinking. He's he's always he 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 always wants the ball, and um, he he has a similar kind of um, kind of style of play where he where he he starts moves from deep and then gets involved and and that kind of thing. So, it's a very similar type of midfielder, um, and and it's it's great having him. Great watching him every week. I kind of wonder if, you know, I, I hope you're right when you say he is, um, you know, Premier League player. Uh, because, and I hope we are seeing the player that we originally signed, as it were. But is it, you know, in, in the same way that we say Mitro is a Premier League striker because of the amount of goals he scores in this league. Do we think that perhaps he's, you know, again, one of these like little, uh, these players that fits in between the two leagues, too good for one, not good enough for another. Uh, but hopefully... That's not the Possibly. case. Hopefully he comes back. Well, I mean, people do say that about me. It's like negative, I guess, but I would hope hmm. that sort of this is just him, you know, finding his feet again in the league. Um, I or think, in the country, I think or whatever was, you want to see. Yeah, I think it's more the fact that he's he's sort of got, got frozen out. Um, it, he didn't, he started well when we first went up, and then, you know, the whole team fell apart, and he sort of. He he kind of lost his head as as well as ev- as everyone else did, and I don't put much blame on that first relegation on him. Really, just wasn't didn't look very good like the rest of them. Went out on loan. You sort of think maybe he wanted to, but I, I suspect it's more of a club's decision to do that. Um, and now and now he he's playing games, and we're seeing we're finally seeing the sort of player he is. I, I I'd be surprised if he wasn't uh, it wasn't a Premier League player, but. We might never see it because he might. We might go up and he might not sign a new deal, or whatever. But but certainly him and Mitro, I think, are are above that level. I don't think they quite fit into that bracket where you're, they're not quite one or the other. Because uh, I think Mitro's got scored eleven, twelve goals for us, didn't he, in the first season? So I think he's more than good enough. I think you've also got the element of if they're playing for a manager who they you know they like playing for, then they'll play better. Uh, clearly, Mitro's relationship with Parker was, you know, broken completely. Uh, I don't know what the relationship was with uh, Seri. I assume there probably wasn't one at all because he wasn't there. 
And so I think what you have is Marco Silva, who's come in, made them both feel wanted and made them an important, you know, a vital part of the team. And hopefully, as and when we go up, touch wood, um, then he'll continue doing that and he'll make them feel special in the Premier League. But you just don't know about the relationships, do you? Because you look back to that promotion season when Mitro was playing under Scott Parker and he was the main man and he still managed to bang in, what, 26 goals? And then last season, you know, Scott Parker was a coach at the club during the first Premier League season when Seri played all the time. And then Seri played for him uh, in the in the League Cup in um, uh, last season as well. So, you know, they knew each other, but who knows? Who knows why it didn't quite align? But 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 now we've got a new manager. And somebody said to me yesterday that Seri's played for Marco Silva somewhere else. I don't know where that would have been. Um, or whether that's true or not, but um, maybe, but maybe he could have done. He hasn't ever had, any, ever had any crossover. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. So, like I said, somebody just said that to me yesterday, and I just remembered it. But I wasn't me, was it? Up. It might have been you, actually. Yeah, <laughs> in, in, in your broken, husky little voice there. But but yeah. Anyway, so who, who knows? You, you you just don't know what what's going on behind the scenes, as we always say. So we can only speculate. Um, the icing was put on the cake at the end of the game when Anthony Robinson celebrated the news that his other half is expecting a baby by scoring a deflected goal. I expect Wigo was absolutely delighted with this after <laughs> absolutely slating him <laughs> during that Coventry game. But you know, it, it, it was a it was an all right goal, wasn't it? It looked like it was on target, so it's going to go down as his first Fulham League goal. It's one of those you know, you know, he he was through. There was no one else kind of supporting. Just have a go with his uh, with his weaker foot. And, uh, when it's your day, it's your day. When it's your day, it's your day. And exactly. you know, fine, absolutely. Probably a cross, and, though, and... wasn't it? <laughs> Probably was, yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty, it should have been four-one before that. Cabano had a really good chance after winning the ball on uh, on the kind of left wing, cutting inside. He should have done better. Um, let's talk a bit about Cabano. I mean. He's he's been outstanding recently, and and he's back in the team on merit, isn't he, Dom? He, he was at, he was excellent again against QPR. Yeah, it, he's been he's been brilliant. Um, there was always that thing with Cabano that um, he 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 would come off the bench and play well, change a game, um, and then he'd start. And then when he started, it was never quite the same. Uh, yeah. He always seemed to suffer from that problem, and then he sort of got dropped again. And then he came off the bench, you know, a few weeks later and uh, had an impact, started again, didn't quite work out. That's always been the way it's been for his. Um, but he's, I think he's the first, apart from Harry Wilson, I think he's the second winger on the on the team sheet now. And Harry Wilson obviously played in the number 10 role um, yesterday. Uh, and he's he's different. He, he He's direct, he runs at players, he can take players on. Um, we don't really have that sort of winger. We've got a lot of a lot of ones who kind of cut in on their stronger foot and shoot. We don't really have that that many kind of direct go down the line sort of winger. Um and it this this style of play where you've got, you know, Seri pinging those balls diagonally and he's got the space to run into it. He's quick. Um he he's 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 a really, really good player to have. Um well, yeah, it's we we're talking about obviously players who have made a comeback this season for us. He's another one of them, isn't he? Um, he's he's been excellent and he's he's well worth his place at the moment. I've, I've said in the past that I didn't think he could cut it in the Championship, never mind the Premier League. And when he signed that new contract, it was last um, after the 
playoff season, I was a bit surprised. But obviously, he had the uh, you know the the goals and the free kicks that he put in, and it was everyone was kind of like you know lauding him for that, and they were great. But I still didn't think he was sort of you know worthy of a first team spot. And when he went out on loan to Middlesbrough, you know he started quite well there. They were sort of they would really like him up there. But this season, he's just again another. He's just a different player. He well, he's far more consistent. It's not the spits and spurts that it has been in the past. So I think. Again, if he can keep this up, it's brilliant. Um, but he obviously he will just need to sort of keep giving, be given those chances because clearly he's sort of he's loving playing. Um, and I think that's you know an attitude has never been uh, called into question with um, with Caballo. And so I think if he can just keep up, uh, you know, whatever he's doing on the training pitch or you know and on the pitch, then we have uh, essentially a new player. That we didn't have before. I think, I think they're having fun. I think our attacking players are having fun, and f- from what I can see, that that seems to be the main difference. You know, um, Scott Parker, obviously, we've been talking about him all the time, doing well at Bournemouth, but the way he had us playing was the, the wingers, the midfield, even the striker were having to do a lot of defensive work. Mitchell obviously doesn't like that. Um, I suspect, um, you know, Cavalero, Cabano. Harry, uh, Harry Wilson wouldn't be that sort of player who'd enjoy doing that that kind of stuff. Um, so they've been they've been given a, a rein to attack, and that's what they like doing. And you know, you can see from the the, the, the smiles on their faces after after every goal goes in, they're they're just having a great time. They've been being told go out there, score goals. We've outscored everyone by distance so far, um, and long may it continue. And he's a, he's a big part of that. I saw Mark Warburton say that after the game that he felt QPR were in the ascendancy after they'd scored. But I can't agree with that. And in all honesty, I don't think any Fulham fan agreed with that because we were singing Queen's Park Rangers, you'll always be shit. I thought they were pretty poor the entire game and created absolutely nothing. And all right, they scored a good goal. That was it though, wasn't it? They offered nothing much else. Well, they had in the first half, they had one attempt on goal pretty much and it hit the post. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that was a bit of of defending, but it was... Yeah, still sort of a very good chance. Uh, they, I would say, for there were there was a ten minute period uh, in the second half at the beginning, probably sort of capped off when they scored, but they just didn't capitalise on it. They kind of ran out of ideas after that, and coupled with the fact that we went up another gear and sort of woke up after half time. So, yeah, I think they were in the ascendancy up to the point when they scored, um, but that was kind of it after that. So I think. Yeah, I think he was sort of maybe grasping at straws a little bit, but we certainly, after the 55th minute or whatever it was they scored, um, that's when we basically started the second half and we didn't look back, look back after that. It was good to see Stefan Johansson, wasn't it? He got a great reception when he came to take a corner in front of the hammy end in the first half. And then, true to form, he got a book in, which led to a suspension. So he'll miss some, miss some games now. But some things never change, do they, Dom? <laughs> no, the, I think the only surprise was um, that was only his fifth yellow card of the season. Uh, you thought he'd been on his, <laughs> at least his second suspension by now. Um, yeah, it's, it's great to see him. Um, he seems to be enjoying it as well. I think you know he obviously caught up with all his teammates at the end of the game. Um, he likes to be a bit of a, pan, a pantomime villain. Um, did their goal, which was, I mean, we, we talk about that quite a lot. Um, 
I don't really care. I'd have been more than happy for him to celebrate because you know, he's playing for a, for a different team now. Yeah. Uh, scoring a goal yeah. is is important, but it's still it's still nice to see it when it when it's um when it's against you. But but yeah, you know, f- fair play to him. Uh, hope he does well, just not against us. I think yeah. one of those uh, with uh, when you saw sort of uh, Kearney's name on the bench, I think there's probably a reason that he didn't come on. And that's because pretty much one challenge with Steph Joe would have been quite Career-ending. Career-ending, yeah. All right, lads. Uh, let's come on to a man of the match for this one then. Dom, who are you going for, mate? It is Seri for me. Um, obviously, <laughs> Mitrovic is the other one in for me was was in it with a shout of it. But um, just the way, the way Seri controlled the ball as we were... QPR pressing quite high and he was that player in the middle who could could pass it quickly either side and get get attacks going he was you know sp- spraying diagonal passes around he he had that assist for um obviously our our third goal just just a brilliant all-round performance and um when he plays when he starts um you can easily see he's, he's the best midfielder in the league and um our level goes up because I think the rest of the team just feels so confident that they can pass to him if they're in trouble and he'll he'll do something with it, keep us keep us ticking over. He's just just brilliant to watch. It's just uh, you know, like a a metronome just kind of t- keeping things ticking over, just just it's just magical. It's really, really good to see. Um and a position that's so important to the way we play as well. Um he, he was brilliant. He's been brilliant a lot this season, but I think that probably was his best one so far. I, I so what what you're saying that. is he's uh, what you're saying is he's brilliant. <laughs> Basically, I, I think I enjoy, um, I enjoy all this with I enjoy all this with Sari because if you just play back our shows from the last couple of years, God knows we must have given him dogs abuse. I'm almost certain. Sari's amazing. Yeah, I'm almost certain at the beginning of this season we were like, ah, there's no point talking about him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 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 he's staying, isn't he? He's going to go to Turkey or something. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, never, never listen to, never listen to back episodes of the show because the inconsistencies no. will be ridiculous. Yeah, no, we 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 talk absolute bollocks most of the time. So you know, I think and, I think and, you'll find I've I've consistently said he's 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 an excellent player. So uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, Morgs, who's your man of the match? Well, I mean, I, I you know, I find it hard to argue with Seri, but I mean, I'll give it to Mitro. I mean, you know, two goals again for him. One absolutely sublime finish. I mean, actually, to be fair, I think the header was a great finish as well. And so, and I think he just he the old cliche of leading by example, and he did. You know, he was, you know, he was just there. He was. He's just so much more of a character this season, and he is driving the team on. And you know, he's enjoying playing in that striker role where he's actually getting um, plenty of service. So I think uh, you know, given. Given his goals and just his all-round performance, I think he uh, he deserves it. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you about Mitro, and I I think that second goal that he scored was, was the only goal that probably would have been scored in the Premier League as well. I think the first goal the defender does better with it. Um, cracking finish, don't get me wrong, but I, I still think the defending would have been better at the at Premier League level. But I think there's no there's no stopping that second goal. You know, he's he's arched his neck and almost. You know, against the odds, he's he's put that in off the post. Third goal, defending would have been better. Fourth goal, defending would have been better, probably. So, so yeah, I, I think that would have been the only goal uh, that, that would have gone in uh, at a higher level. And 
like you guys say, he's, he's enjoying his football and he's absolutely smashing it at, at the moment. Is it 12 goals he's got now in 12 games? Yeah. Is that how many games we've had? 12 in 12. He's on for 46 yeah. goals this season at the moment. So, you know. but Make, when, it, when make he, it 50, right? Yeah, why not? Why not? Well, he went down injured yesterday, didn't he, at one point? Um, and he was clutching the back of his leg. And I thought, oh, no, not a hamstring injury. God, this is really going to hamper us. Then Bobby Reed started warming up. And I thought, all right, well, all right, Bobby Reed's an all right centre forward, but he's no Mitro. No, we've got no replacement. Moon is, Bobby Reed, yeah. Caviero. Nobody is is Mitro. Um, and Mitro has just proven uh, over time at this level. So, um, you know, let, let's hope he stays fit. And if he stays fit, then he, he's going to bang in God knows how many goals this season. I think I think the other thing with Mitra as well is, and and Silver was saying it after the game, um, he's asking him to do so much, and we we saw that yesterday where he, leading the line, he was winning headers, he was pressing, he was he was everywhere. So it wasn't just his goals, which were absolutely superb, and so well taken. But his his work rate against um, you know a team that have strong, big defenders was just. Um, so good to see and um yeah he he was it was between him and Seri for me and either one I think were they were both far and away the best players on the pitch yeah completely fair all right lads on to the Cardiff game on Wednesday then as Tom Kearney was on the bench for the QPR game do you think we might see him inside for this one I would suggest probably again obviously on the bench um, if we are three, four nil up, ten minutes to go, then bring him on. I don't, I don't think he needs to be risked yet. I think it's good that he's back involved with the team. But I, you know, I, I find it strange that he hasn't even uh, played another twenty three game, given how much uh, time he spent out. I mean, even uh, Congolo, <clears throat> excuse me, has, uh, has you know, spent time in there now. Who? A bit. What's his face? <laughs> Uh, you know he's he's been blooded back into the you know into the squad, um, but I think Kenny needs a bit of uh, under twenty three game time just to build his match fitness up because you can't be risking him in the championship um, if he hasn't played for you know best part of eighteen months uh, or twelve months however long it is. So yeah, I think it's nice that he's back involved with them, and that's obviously good for the team and their morale. But I think. He needs to sort of just earn his place back in the team rather than just being in because of who he is. And I think there are, because we, we, as I said, we've got such a strong squad that is a half fit Kearney, uh, you know, more useful than a fully fit, say, Keener, Keener or whoever. Yeah. In position. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, obviously, from a romantic point of view, it will be great to have him back in the side. Um, but from a fighting for promotion in this full-blooded league, uh, I need to actually prove that he's fit first. Do we, do we think there's a question mark about where, where he actually fits in as well? Because I'm just thinking the way the way we play now is more direct and it, it's it's quicker. We obviously have, we, we build up from the midfield to a certain extent but when we actually attack we quite we we go down the wings pace um and then you know the, the front three four were kind of quite fluid and and there's a fair amount of pace up there now as well um i'm just wondering like 
where would he fit in? He's, he's a very different number 10 to Carvalho, for example, who, mm. or Bobby Reed, who are that kind of almost like an extra striker. But, um, but difference good, though. Difference good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. I, 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 think, I think he does fit in there, doesn't he? He fits in where Wilson was playing yesterday. And that he would he would suit that number ten role, um, but he also showed that he could play further, or, you know, play deeper. So if <clears throat> excuse me, Serial Reed were injured, then he could slot back yeah. there as well. Yeah, but I think that, that, would... that's interesting because maybe, maybe he becomes more more of a kind of Danny Murphy type player, and as you say, could would be it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be obvious, but maybe he could be the kind of Seri replacement in that system if if Seri doesn't play every game because. I don't see anyone else who's similar to Seri in that team. Well, we're going to uh, lose him for um, maybe. we're going to lose him for a month, aren't we? In January because of the African yeah, yeah. nations. And they do well as well, don't they? They'll go quite far. So that's a shame. Um, not not for him. I'm sure he'd be delighted, but you know, for us, um, it's just an interesting debate. I think I, I'm. I'm I, he's. It'll be interesting to see what he's like when he's when he's back because obviously he's been injured for a long time. Um, he was never the quickest, so he might have to adapt his game a bit. You can just stick uh, stick Josh Onomer in for Jean Michel Serry anyway when uh, when he's uh, when he's when he's off playing for the Ivory Coast, and then Josh Onomer can get back to tackling Team Re- Tim Ream like he does best. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. But- I don't know. It's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? But I, I do think difference good when it comes to the likes of. Um, Tom Kearney, Carvalho, Bobby Reed, but it, it, I, it did make me laugh earlier in the week because when we did the podcast earlier in the week, and I made the remark that yeah, Tom Kearney has got a part to play this season. He's going to be carrying the water bottles across the pitch the very next day. <laughs> Marco Silva does an interview, so he's going to be involved in the weekend. It's like, oh, God's sake! <laughs> Once again, hit the nail on the head, Matt. Well done, super. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, as long as he can stay fit, but. He's been out for so long that you, you just wonder how how good he's going to be when he comes back. But again, as I said the other night, I'd, I'd love him to to come back and be the player that he was for us in 16, 17, 17, 18, you know. Yeah. Um, and if he, even if he can be, I suppose, half the player he was during those, those two campaigns, then he, he's going to be an asset to us this season. So... Just stay sure. fit, for God's sake. Yeah, that it's big. It's it's big for him, isn't it? This this comeback feels like if if he if he starts playing again and he gets injured and he has he has pain in his knee again, mm. you you're gonna have to start thinking about is that is that it for him at this level? Obviously, we we're all hoping that's not the case, but yeah, it, it for him it's kind of make or break. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, let's uh, let's come on to Cardiff then. Cardiff currently sit in 20th place, having won just three games all season. As we record on Sunday night, they were smashed 3-0 against Swansea today. And Mick McCarthy, the Cardiff manager, is under serious pressure now in South Wales. On paper, this should be quite straightforward for us, but things often don't pan out as you'd expect them to. So, Morgs, how do you see this game going? I just can't see anything but a convincing win on this. Cardiff have been absolutely dreadful for the last few weeks. Um, hopefully McCarthy doesn't get sacked before then because he's yeah. clearly unpopular and we could do with him just sort of, you know, overseeing one last defeat. Um, but, you know, cottage under the lights against a team 
who have just come off the back of a heavy derby defeat versus a team who have just come off a heavy derby win. And also they've had 24 hours uh, less recovery time. So, hopefully, you know, maybe that'll play a part as well. But I just, yeah, in, in terms of the actual result, I would be absolutely stunned if we don't win this. Um, which, obviously, now uh, we won't. <laughs> risky, <laughs> risky comment for sure. Um, it it does it does rest on Mick McCarthy, doesn't it? Not 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 necessarily his tactics, but um, <laughs> whether he's still in the job. We <laughs> and they won't. It's obviously too not enough time to get a new manager bounce. But there's there's certainly a thing of um, you know, the old manager being sacked bounce um, because that, even that can boost a team uh, to get a win. We, there's there's been many examples of a team without a manager. Um, turning over better teams than them, um, but yeah, I mean, it's always a bit of while we're still fairly inconsistent. We 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 keep losing and then bouncing back well, and then we lose and then we bounce back again well, which we which we've done here. And until we win maybe three in a row, I think um, there's there's always going to be that bit of doubt. Uh, but <laughs> if it goes if it goes to form and if it goes to how good the teams are on paper, then it's, then there's no contest really. We we should smash it. Um, I, I'd really like us to smash it to nil this time to keep a clean sheet. Cause we haven't got many of those. And I think, um, I think for a team that's got ambitions of winning the league, it, it's important to, to keep the other, stop the other team from scoring as well. Um, so yeah, let's, yeah, let, let's go, let's go for it. We, we're going to, we're going to smash them. Uh, I think even if Mick McCarthy's not there, to be fair, they're they're not very good. <laughs> so so let's so let's do it. They're shit, just like Lyndon Dykes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! Oh, music to my ears, mate. Thank God, thank God for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep I'm going to keep pushing pushing it because eventually it's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope so. Um, we we need to come on to the lineup prediction. So let's assume that. Caviero is going to be injured and Joe Bryan's probably going to be injured. Um, so Anthony Robinson in at left back, Bobby Reed probably playing wide left, Mitro, Cabano. Otherwise, I don't really see too many changes. It, like I said earlier, it's a three game week. We've got to play Forest on Sunday. Maybe we'll use the squad a bit more, but I, I, I don't see there being any other changes other than that, Morgs. What do you reckon? I think in terms of uh, championship fixtures, this week is kind of ideally set out early Saturday kickoff, Wednesday evening, as opposed to, you know, Tuesday, and then Sunday afternoon. So they do have enough recovery time. Uh, Unlike, you know, when it was, you know, Wednesday night, Saturday morning, um, and then sort of whatever the game was before that. So I think, you know, they do have enough time to sort of uh, recover, whether Brian's injury... Um, is a bit more serious than just sort of banging his leg. Um, I think we might see Robinson back in anyway, because uh, obviously he's scoring. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it would be hard to see any squad rotation in that, uh, you know, only down to injuries. So with a I bit think, of luck, Joe, Joe Bryan's just, just bruising. But I, just don't know, do I think, at, at, you know, for any particular reason, they can just interchange the left backs. So yeah. if Silva's not 100% convinced he can, yeah. you know, operate fully, um, then I think he'll um, lose his place again. 
and it's same same for Robinson. You know, it's just we have two you know pretty quality left backs for this league, yeah. and so I think if you know there's even the slightest concern with one of them, the other will come in. So, but apart from that, you, you can't change that team. Yeah, and tactically, we want to go out and just do that again. Even if Cardiff know what's going to hit them, uh, they won't be able to stop it if they're in that form. That's true. I think Kenny Tete's back in training as well, so maybe we'll see him on the bench either for Cardiff or for Forest. That very possibly. Good. I mean, I, what was his in- injury? It was a ankle, wasn't it? Was it hamstring? Something else. So, something to do with his leg. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> fell off. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think they'll rush him back. I think um, Dennis will play again at right back. This one, I don't think. You know. Dodge, slightly dodgy pass aside, I don't think he'll have any concerns about playing him mm. and certainly won't rush Tete back. I think maybe he might make the bench against Forrest, but I think yeah. he'll still need a bit of time. I think throwing them in, uh, you know, in the midweek games probably just wants a little bit more time on the training pitch with him. Yeah. What do you reckon, Dom? Disagree with yeah, any I mean, of that? No, not, not much else to say, really. I think I, I keep saying Tim Ream probably isn't a three games in a week kind of player anymore but then he does keep playing three games in a week so uh so what do I know but um I, I would ideally I would rest Tim Ream for one of the for one of these com- next two games um but then Alfie Mawson came in against Coventry didn't he and he wasn't very good um but but he has come off the bench in previous games and looked all right so um it's always it's not going to chop and change the defence. So while it's working, uh, Ream and Tossin, I think, have got a good understanding. Um, I think Tossin is obviously the better player, but but Ream is, is doing a job in there. So if he's fit, he fit he plays. Otherwise, yeah, pretty much, pretty much what you say. We've got a few midfielders who we've got a lot of midfielders really, haven't we? <laughs> who can who can come in and play? We do. Um, so we could we could maybe use that squad a bit, but. Um, but Reed and Seri are, are, are the other two for me. I think um, I think they're they're really starting to get a good understanding. Um, we didn't we haven't mentioned Reed at all, but he played really well. Uh, he was he was everywhere, kind of um, you know mopping up, winning the ball, um, doing the dirty stuff, and, and letting Seri kind of pass it around. So um, I always want to see when we're winning games. I want to see it as close to the the, the previous lineup as possible. Um, because I don't want I don't want to chop and change. Fair enough. All right, let's come on to a score prediction then. As always, I'm not going to predict the score just because I feel like I jinx it when I do. So, Maul, <laughs> what do you think, mate? Um, I'm going to go optimistic. I'm going to say four. Oh, if I can talk, I'm going to say four nil. All right, all right, mate. That'll do. I'll take that. And you, Dom, what do you think, mate? I was I was thinking four 0 so I'm, I'll I'll go with three, just because um, no, no. Otherwise, I've got to go with five 0 and that would be that sounds a bit ridiculous to be honest. So let's go let's go with let's go with the uh, the pessimistic three 0 comfortable easy three <laughs> 0 That'd be nice. That'd be lovely. All right, guys, let's leave it there for this week. We'll be back on Friday morning this week with all the fallout from that Cardiff game. And we will look ahead to that Nottingham Forest game next weekend too. We'll also be joined by renowned Fulham bloggers Jack and Loz for the show. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from so that you don't miss out. Have a great week and speak to you soon. Cheers.